Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This morning, new alerts. Thousands of Sydney shoppers potentially exposed as multiple venues are added to the COVID watch list. The race against time. Brisbane contact traces desperate to stem the spread after another person tests positive to the mutant UK strain of coronavirus. Conditions ease. South Australian firefighters gain the upper hand on a major blaze, but devastation is immense. Homes have been lost and thousands of hectares destroyed. And how much is too much? The study revealing how many hours children should be spending on their devices. This is 7 News with Jody Spears. Good morning. A number of new venues across Sydney are on COVID alert this morning with thousands potentially at risk. Locations in the west, the inner west and the northern beaches have all been visited by infectious patients. Venues in Arndell Park, Warrywood, Ashfield and Brookvale have been added to the list of alerts. It comes as Mount Druitt Hospital Emergency Department reopened overnight after shutting down due to a positive case. The patient has since been identified as a man in his 40s who arrived with symptoms along with his wife. The source of that case is now under investigation. Contact tracers in Queensland are scrambling to uncover the locations visited by a new COVID-19 patient. The positive case is the partner of the hotel quarantine cleaner who tested positive to the UK variant last week. So far, two locations have been identified, but health authorities are warning there could be more to come. Those in Brisbane came out of a three-day lockdown overnight with strict new rules now in force to contain the spread. The website for Victoria's new travel permit system has seen access delays of three hours, with the state government apologising for the inconvenience. Under the new system, all travellers from green zones must apply for a permit or face a fine. Stranded holidaymakers from regional New South Wales have been approved, with Sydney siders still off limits. It could absolutely go to red. Uh, from a from a green designation uh, overnight, I, you know I, I can't rule out that possibility. The state recorded a fifth straight day of zero new cases yesterday, but a childcare centre was shut for cleaning after a girl who flew to Israel on Saturday returned a positive test. Health authorities believe it may be a false positive. West Australian Premier Mark McGowan has reignited the country's border wars, claiming the approach from New South Wales was out of line. Political reporter Rob Scott is in Canberra for us this morning. Good morning, Rob. What has he said? 
Good morning, Jody. Well, he's basically demanding the state adopt his approach and try to eliminate the virus rather than suppress it. He argues that by attempting to live with COVID won't be enough to get the borders to open again and for interstate travel to resume. He says all the states and territories except New South Wales are trying to wipe the virus out. But Gladys Berejiklian says eliminating COVID is unrealistic as long as people continue to arrive in Australia from overseas and the target should be achieving zero community transmission instead. But the WA Premier is having none of that, pointing to the success his state has had over the past nine months. I just urge the New South Wales government and people in New South Wales are to look outside of New South Wales of what other states and territories are doing in order to crush and kill the virus. That's a better approach. The idea that somehow it's better to have the virus and then just manage it, I don't think it's the correct approach. The acting Prime Minister Michael McCormick has defended New South Wales' handling of the pandemic, saying the way it's kept its economy open while protecting everyone sets the benchmark. Jody. OK, Rob, thank you. An out-of-control grass fire which destroyed thousands of hectares southeast of Adelaide is now easing. The fire started in Blackford and was fanned by extremely hot winds which pushed it south to Lucendale. Overnight, the CFS issued an emergency warning for residents, but it's since been downgraded after winds eased, allowing firefighters to move to the fire front. Residents of the regional town will this morning begin to count the cost of the blaze, with properties all already confirmed to be lost. A major clean-up is underway after a grass fire forced people to flee their homes on the outskirts of Melbourne. 70 firefighters tackled the blaze, which is believed to have been sparked by overhead power lines. Residents in Taylor's Lakes in the city's northwest claim they've been asking the council to trim long grass and say a recent cut didn't go far enough. I'm now thinking of getting a class action with all my neighbours and going straight for council. I've lost everything at the back. 20 years of a garden, it's gone. Shed, all our tools, trailer, all the windows are broken. After near record-breaking heat yesterday, Victorian authorities are already preparing for a day of severe fire danger tomorrow. The neighbour of an elderly man bashed to death in his Sydney home has been charged with murder. 77-year-old South Coogee resident Peter McCarthy died of severe head and facial injuries last month. A 46-year-old woman was arrested yesterday with detectives alleging the fatal attack was financially motivated. She will face court this morning. A man seen abusing staff and shoving a cash register at a Sydney McDonald's has been charged. Police claim the 25-year-old became aggressive after refusing to complete a COVID-safe check-in at Kellyville Ridge. He's been granted conditional bail to appear in court next month. It's the latest of numerous antisocial incidents, including this, a man kicking in a door at North Ride after allegedly refusing to download the Service New South Wales app. Meantime, protesters swarmed Bondi yesterday, marching in defiance of what they say is a rushed COVID vaccine. Police believe a fatal attack on a man in North Queensland was targeted. Josh Hyde was walking with two women when they were approached by a man just before midnight in Ingham. The men got into a fight and the 20-year-old was stabbed in the stomach, dying in hospital. Homicide detectives are appealing for anyone with information to come forward. 
It's well known that too much screen time can damage school results for students, but according to a new study, spending just the right amount of time online could improve numeracy and literacy. The University of New South Wales study found one to two hours each night can help kids achieve a higher NAPLAN score. Spending more than four hours online, however, showed an almost 20% decrease in results. Black boxes have been located from the wreckage of a passenger jet that crashed just minutes after takeoff in Indonesia. There appear to be no survivors, a tragedy that's put the country's aviation safety record back into question. A twisted engine hauled out of the sea, a major clue in an operation where there's nothing to rescue, just salvage. A 24-hour mission being done in shifts across a field of underwater debris from Flight 182. Indonesian investigators are now working to recover the flight data and cockpit voice recorders, both detected within 200 metres of the crash site. We still hope for a miracle, this relative says, but it's clear the 62 on board haven't survived, including this smiling mum and her kids posting just before takeoff, we're heading home. President Joko Widodo praying all of the victims can be found as they work to identify a cause. The plane had only just taken off from Jakarta. It lost 10,000 feet in less than 60 seconds and within four minutes crashed after being delayed by bad weather. It's still too early to tell, but something dramatic happened, perhaps intentional or perhaps yet another pilot uh, confusion. It's Indonesia's third major airline crash in a little over six years, a country that's worked to upgrade standards, tonight working through a grim tragedy again. Emma Dallimore, 7 News. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Accused wife killer Chris Dawson has had a win in the Supreme Court. His bail conditions adjusted to allow him to move house on the Sunshine Coast. The 72-year-old has pleaded not guilty to killing Lynette Dawson, who disappeared from their Bayview home almost 40 years ago. He's due to face a jury trial later this year. Social media giants are facing new scrutiny over the content they block and users they suspend. The online platforms could soon be opened up to a raft of fresh legal threats with the push to shore up Australia's regulations coming after Donald Trump was banished from multiple sites. After 56,000 tweets, the self-proclaimed Ernest Hemingway of 140 characters has bid a reluctant farewell to his 89 million Twitter followers. President Donald Trump blocked from Twitter, Facebook and Instagram amid fears his posts could incite more violence. Social media platforms need to be responsible about it. Uh, they need to adhere to uh, basic community standards in uh, democracies like ours. But some claim the platforms are overreaching. Well, I felt pretty uncomfortable uh, with those uh, measures. It seems that uh, the law of the big tech companies uh, really is greater than the law of the land. 
while others ask where to draw the line. There are a lot of anonymous people who go on to Twitter and other social media platforms who write things that they would not say to that person face to face. With growing calls for platforms to be subject to the same strict defamation and incitement rules as publishers. Now that the giants have crossed the Rubicon uh, to censor people, uh, they'll have to take our laws more seriously. In the US, Section 230 protects social media sites from legal action, letting them moderate users' content. In Australia, draft reforms of the Online Safety Act could see social platforms explain why posts are removed. The deadline? February 14. We're going to have to fight to stay a step ahead. We have to be smart. We have to look at this like an arms race. Over the weekend, the Twitter alternative Parler, known for its conservative comments and overwhelmingly pro-Trump users, was suspended by Apple, Google and Amazon, showing the tech giant's power doesn't end with their own platforms. Gemma Acton, 7 News. UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson says Britain is in a race against time to roll out coronavirus vaccines as infection rates continue to soar. Mr Johnson toured one of seven mass vaccination centres which opened today, capable of vaccinating thousands each day. But it's a race against time because we can all see uh, the threat that uh, our NHS faces, the pressure it's under, uh, the, uh, the demand in, uh, in intensive care units. The UK's coronavirus death toll now stands at more than 81,000, while more than 3 million people have tested positive. Checking finance now, the Dow Jones is falling this morning, the Nasdaq is as well. In London, the FTSE lost ground and so did Germany's DAX. Closer to home, Japan's Nikkei gained more than 2%. Hong Kong's Hang Seng closed slightly higher, while the All Lords and the ASX 200 fell. On the commodities market, gold is trading at $1,850 an ounce. Oil is $52 a barrel. The Aussie dollar is buying 77 US cents, 80 Japanese yen and $1.07 New Zealand. One of the world's most popular television shows is making a comeback. Three of the four Sex and the City stars will reunite for a 10-part series about what the women are up to in their 50s. Hi, it's Carrie Bradshaw. I wanted to let you know that I'm getting married to myself. Oh, and I'm registered at Manolo Blahnik. Give me Kim Cattrall, who played Samantha Jones, will not be a part of the revival. Democrats have begun moves to force President Donald Trump from office as the First Lady broke her silence over the Capitol riot. US Bureau Chief Ashley Mullaney is in Washington, D.C. Good morning, Ash. Formal proceedings were introduced in Congress a short time ago. Good morning, Jody. Yeah, Democrats are ratcheting up the pressure on the president and Republicans with two measures. Firstly, introducing this article of impeachment, which they will likely vote on on Wednesday. But secondly, introducing a resolution today, which demands that Mike, uh, Mike Pence, the vice president, uh, have the president removed under the 25th Amendment. Essentially, an ultimatum to him saying, look, if you don't remove him, we will impeach him a second time. This is how it played out this morning morning in the House. Resolution calling on Vice President Michael R. Pence to convene and mobilize the principal officers of the executive departments of the cabinet to activate section four of the 25th amendment to declare President Donald J. Trump incapable of executing the duties of his office and to immediately exercise powers as acting president. 
Now, there's a really tight time frame to even have the president convicted, tried and convicted in the Senate uh, and removed before Joe Biden's inauguration. But there's a bigger picture here, and that is that the Democrats don't want Donald Trump to ever be able to run for office again either. Uh, after Wednesday's violent attack on the Capitol, the First Lady has issued a statement uh, condemning the actions of the mob, saying that she's disappointed and disheartened with what happened last week. Make no mistake about it. Uh, I absolutely condemn the violence that has occurred on our nation's capital, but clearly upset at the way that she's been treated, saying I find it shameful that surrounding these tragic events there has been salacious gossip, unwarranted personal attacks and false misleading accusations on me. The fallout continues from the siege on the capital. Rudy Giuliani, the president's lawyer, now facing the prospect of being disbarred in New York after calling for trial by combat that day. It's all happening. OK, thanks, Ash. To sport now, and India has held on to set up a series decider at the Gabba after securing a draw with Australia in the third test. Batsman Rishabh Pant and Chiteshwar Pajara put together a 148-run stand. A good effort, but a far cry from the 407 needed for victory. The Aussies were able to make some vital breakthroughs, but were still five wickets short. Australia dropped several catches. Skipper Tim Payne turfing three chances. The series is tied at one all. The Adelaide Strikers have farewelled superstar Rashid Khan in style, beating the Melbourne Stars in Adelaide last night. The Afghan import took two wickets, including removing skipper Glenn Maxwell for a golden duck. Marcus Stoinis appeared to be the Stars' saviour, but fell after smashing 47. Last-minute heroics by Nick Maddinson gave the Strikers a target of 150. The Strikers lost out on the bash boost point before recovering during the power surge and winning by five wickets. Taking a look at the weather now, low pressure troughs remain over northern parts of the country generating thunderstorms and a cold front to the west of Tasmania and Victoria is moving east. Around the capitals today, partly cloudy in Brisbane, Sydney mostly sunny, a shower or two developing in Canberra, cloud clearing in Melbourne, early showers in Hobart, mostly sunny in Adelaide, mostly sunny as well in Perth and showers with a possible storm in Darwin. And that's seven early news for this Tuesday the 12th of January.